Hey, Sid. Hey, Brian. It's uh, summer vibes up in, in Rochester. And it is. We've got sun. And that was a new Rochester accent I haven't heard from you. Before. Yeah, that one, it, that's not, it's not an accent at all. It's just me being weird. <laughs> we, can, we can put that in accent category. I think maybe, <laughs> but yes, it is. Uh, it is summer weather, and not just warm, but also sunny, which is not. We don't usually get both at once. <laughs> we're we're fully embracing it, and uh, it goes along with my update, which I've been on the hunt for a solid because I love the way that sunscreen smells. But you know when you're like out. Mm-hmm. And just having a day and you're doing a bunch of activities and you don't want to smell like you're going to the beach. Sure. Yeah. I know that feeling very well. I have been on the hunt because like I'm a fair skinned lady. So I need a sunscreen on the reg because if I go out and it's warm, like even on a 50 degree day, but there's sun, I spend literally 30 minutes in the sun and I'm sunburned. So as they say in all my InStyle magazines, wear sunscreen morning, noon, and night every season, even if it's raining, even if it's winter, because the sun can get to you. So drum roll, I finally found a good unscented sunscreen that works for me. And it's great. So my thing is like, I don't like that oily feel where like you feel sticky afterward or you're like overly scenty and then all your clothing smells like you've been hanging out at the beach every day. And so yeah. the two brands that I have to recommend today are Elta MD. They have a great face sunscreen. And I just found out that they have a body sunscreen, which I think I'll try after I finish this one brand that I bought, which is Blue Lizard. Um, and they have a sensitive skin sunscreen and it's like the um, zinc based version or whatever that has like, it's not the like terrible chemicals in it. Um, oh. And so, for me, it's like stuff that won't irritate my skin and stuff that like will protect me for the long haul. So like the high SPF ratings, I usually go for a between 40 and 50 is my go-to. Um, but I'm really loving both of them and they've been really effective. The Blue Lizard uh, for the sensitive skin version that I like, which we'll link to show no- in show notes, but it takes a minute to get that to rub in, which is like... That was the one that our good friend Amy used the other day, yeah. and <laughs> she should have gone for the Elta MD. She had a nice sheen on her face. I think that's the one. That's one of the ones where it's like less is more potentially. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and and you like really gotta rub it in. But when it's once it's in, it's you're you're good to go. You're covered. So I like that. No, that's a good recommendation. No sunburns yet. But the biggest thing, I'm just like so excited that I finally found one that wasn't like, because I found good ones that aren't like scented in a way that is uh, annoying to me um, or like works with my skin and doesn't give me breakouts. But it's like so oily that it looks like I just sweat pounds onto your face all over the place. Yeah. So highly recommend, check them out. I'm probably going to buy the Elta MD for the bod as well because I like the texture of that one. It's like really light and like rubs in super easily. So, Which is just not average of a sunscreen. So that is very exciting, especially now that we are, you know, past Memorial Day. It's summer in my mind. 
So you're right. It should be, you know, 24-7, 365. But for those of us who don't necessarily, we're not as good about our application of our sunscreen, now is really the time to use it. So I'm excited about this recommendation. Yeah. Also, I didn't include this in the in the lineup, but I will add it. Um, the other thing, we set outside like pre-summertime and my whole scalp got sunburned because like my part yeah. was exposed. And... It was horrific. Like my entire scalp peeled off. It was like oh. so, so bad. And um, I think, oh, what is the brand? I'll have to Google it real quick. Um, but there's a powder sunscreen that you can put in your hair. It's kind of like um, dry shampoo texture. So smart because you don't want to put lotion in your hair. But that stuff is uh, legit. That's awesome. I've never heard of that. I've never... My coily, coily hair always covers any, like, exposed part, Mm. so I've never had that specific issue, but I'm excited there's an option for people with exposed parts. (laughs) Like, (laughs) hair parts. (laughs) Supergoop is the brand. I'll also link to that in show notes. I've heard so much about Supergoop for, like, a lot of different products. Adding Time for a, uh, a summertime, uh... What's it called? Summertime skincare episode. <laughs> Coming in hot. Oh, for real. I'm still using all, all my same products. I think I've only maybe added one because I was in a pinch. <laughs> so I don't really know if it works, but. <laughs> TBD. But I used it. <laughs> what is uh, your update this week? This week, I'm also going down the road of sunny weather and what it's doing for me. Um, I am starting to get my steps in, in a more uh, intentional way, I guess. I was noticing, so I've been using Noom still, N-O-O-M, and it counts your steps. And I was realizing that um, because I'm spending a lot of time indoors I clocked in at maybe 50 steps total for a day, which I know (laughs) isn't totally accurate because I don't carry my phone everywhere with me when I'm walking around my apartment. But But you're you're still not getting far. (laughs) Probably not really that far off either. (laughs) So, So I made, as soon as the weather got a little nicer, you know, it like kind of pulls you outside. So I've now started doing more walking I have like a loop that I follow um, and I do find this is probably a shock to absolutely no one but it does really just help I'm like a very time-based person so to be able to like have a 30-minute walk on my calendar feels really good not just for my my body but for my mind as well and so I've tried to do that 30-minute loop um, at, at least five days a week and it's rare in the last couple of weeks that I haven't gotten it. So, and I know it's a short amount of time, but it's just, it's a 30 minute loop and it's not like I'm running. I'm not like exerting myself, but it gets my steps in and it does feel really good. I listen to music. Um, I clear my head a little bit and all of a sudden, you know, I'm back at my apartment and I'm like, oop, check that off the list. Feeling good. Um, it's kind of, I like to think of a walk, especially if it's a solo walk as like a, an active meditation in a way where you're like, Mm -hmm. you're moving it for me, it clears my head so much. Like if I'm feeling stressed or trying to solve a problem, 
the best solution is to go on a walk because you're just like you're moving your brain it somehow triggers something that's probably scientifically proven i don't have the facts right now but it's such a good way to like get those creative juices flowing where you're like okay i'm moving and i feel like you do have to do that like you have to clock 30 minutes before it like really sets in it's good stuff. I totally agree. Yeah. And it feels like it's like, you know, I'm a, I like a task to check off my list. And so to have another one of those that makes me feel like, and this is by no means healthy, I'll, you know, say that, but to like be able to check a thing off my list feels really good for my mental health these days. So that on top, and, and again, like it's sometimes on top of my workout or if it's an, if it's a rest day for me, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's the walk is my workout. And so I still feel like, I think my fear before was that I wasn't going to be getting the workout that I wanted if I replaced it entirely. So now having a 30 minute workout and potentially a 30 minute walk, I'm like, okay, like I feel really good about this. a full hour. You're feeling good. Right. Like my body has what it needs to move on with my day. So I am taking a more intentional approach to my walk-in these days and it feels pretty good. We need our fresh air more than ever. We do, especially when we are uh, have some sun in our lives. I think we all need a little bit more of that vitamin D. For sure. You know. All right. You know. All right. Uh, let's get into it. What are we talking today, Sid? Well, today's episode is kind of like a an exciting and off brand for me but very on brand (laughs) for you (laughs) but was like but the thing that inspired you yeah it was very exciting it was so shocked and so um there was a newsletter that went out recently from bon appetit um from editor christina che and she shared her way of organizing and keeping track of everything she has in her freezer her fridge and her pantry and i was like holy Toledo. I mean, I love a list, but you know, I don't love taking inventory, but I do have a tendency to overbuy. So when I saw this, I was like, holy crap, this is really exciting. I didn't think it'd be something that I personally would be excited about, but it was. And she, you know, was calling it her quarantine spreadsheet, but she's like, I think I'm just going to use it all the time now. And so that was the inspiration for us to really think about how are we using what's in our fridge? Are we keeping track of what's in our pantry? Are we coming up with new ways to use our stuff? Mm -hmm. And how do we kind of like manage the influx of food and um, pantry items that are kind of coming into our our worlds these days? And is there is there a better way? Is there a way that we can manage it, keep track of it and make sure we're using it all up? So that's what we're talking about today. Awesome. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Um. So I don't know about you, Bron, but I am only going to the store every two weeks now. And like, I, I strive to do it on the nose every two weeks, like not even a day before, because I just obviously don't want to be spending time in the grocery store if nah. I can help it. Um, and I used to go to the grocery store at a minimum four days a week, probably <gasps> like either. Oh, yeah, I what? had no. Yeah. <laughs> That's why this was so intriguing to me because I'm like, oh, wait, there's a way to plan for things. And so... So you've overhauled your entire system. Oh, yeah. I was never a a meal planner in any way. And then that shifted a little bit. But, you know, I couldn't really stay on top of that. 
So for this like phase of life that we're in, I really needed to like change the way that I was doing things. And especially because I was only going every two weeks, I really wanted to make sure I had healthy options. Mm -hmm. I had stuff I could pull off the shelf as needed um, and make sure I kind of was a well-rounded kitchen person, which I had never really been before. Um, So that was kind of where the starting point was for me at this point. But I think that really figuring out, okay, where do you even start with this? And then once you have all the stuff, how do you make sure it gets used? Yep. My, <laughs> big, big questions to start off with. <laughs> my nightmare is seeing food go bad in my fridge because yeah, especially I, I feel like it started in college where I was like dirt poor and like mm-hmm. sustaining my life off of uh, black beans and cheddar cheese as a dinner option. <laughs> Which is tasty with the right, you know, other stuff. Delish. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like I got into this mode of like, okay, I know how to like heat up my leftovers in the right way where this is going to still taste good. And uh, so for me, it really is, it comes down to the meal planning process. I still, um, as much as I can, like ideally, I would love to shop twice a week. I mean, once every two weeks. Um, but it's been more like once a week for us, just because there are like, there always ends up being this like one random thing or Dan's like, you know what I'm in the mood for? And I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to go to Wegmans. <laughs> Even though just I mask hate up. every time I'm, cause I, I'm one of those crazy people who loves grocery shopping. So the Mm-mm. fact that the grocery store is an absolute nightmare right now and the process of it, it just doesn't feel the same. And so like that pains me. So I really, really, really stick to my meal planning process now, like to a T. Um, and so I try to structure out my core meals for the week and plan dishes around related items. So like if I'm getting cilantro, I have to make at least two to three other dishes that use cilantro. Like we're going to have a theme for the week and you better be on board, better be on this train. The cilantro train (laughs) is going. And if you don't like cilantro too bad, you're kicked out of my household. (laughs) (laughs) So, so aggressive, but I like it. (laughs) Um, but especially since like we've been in quarantine mode, um, I've been making double batches of things and freeze one portion of that. And then we eat for the week, the other option. Um, And I do things like taco meat, carnitas, meatballs have been amazing. Um, Sauces also freeze great. And so I've made Mm. stuff like homemade pesto um, and enchilada sauce and things like, um, I really love making different types of, like I had a bunch of basil and then I had some parsley and I was like, I'm going to do about four cups of, I have like, I had four cups of basil and I was like, I'll toss in the rest of this parsley and it's just going to zhuzh it up. Um, but you can pretty much like do any, like do a giant mix. I think, um, oh, what cookbook is it? I think salt, fat, acid, heat has a bunch of like combinations of things, um, for great ways to make different types of pestos. So you can do stuff that's like red red pepper based or whatever herbs you have on hand. You can make chimichurri, uh, so many good things. Um, sounds delicious. But the other thing that was a great investment and also a gift that I received, herb containers help them last longer in the fridge. Invest. They're also only like $8. So highly recommend a purchase 
from your local cooking store or Amazon, wherever you like to shop. Um, you can also freeze your herbs because that's the other thing. It's like you buy a giant batch and you're like, how the F am I going to use up this giant bushel of that's <laughs> yeah that is my biggest issue because like you either get like the single serve and those stupid little plastic containers or you get like the giant two Which are, handful like, the same price <laughs> right and i'm like okay what am i doing wrong where i'm i'm the person that keeps picking the wrong one and then i go to grab the herb and i'm like oh i just got like the dinky little serving when this time i should have gotten the bushel so then i go get the bushel and then lo and behold I don't need the whole bushel. Mm-hmm. So this is like, I feel like this is a this is a grocery store problem. <laughs> like we need to be solving the big issues here they for need the to grocery make store. A middle ground. Like yes. the individual the package problem? and the bushel. <laughs> it's not the right term. I can tell you probably the solve. Like yeah. And the solve is probably the farmer's market. And I acknowledge that now. <laughs> it's, going it's a to, real thing. Going to the farmer's market is probably, like, solves all problems. <laughs> but if you find yourself in a pickle, make pickles. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> Good one. Gotta start my own cooking show eventually. Um, but, yeah, like, freezing your herbs or fi- figuring out ways to use them up in things like pestos and sauces and all of the above is really great. The kitchen has some really great tips. Um, I'll link to that in show notes as well. Um, but they have this really awesome tip of like either in butter or in olive oil, putting little portions of herbs in um, a Ooh, ice cube tray. Ice cube tray. I was like, what is that called? <laughs> um, and then you can freeze it. And it's best, I would recommend having like a herb focused ice cube tray like don't use the normal ice cube trays that you use to make ice yeah, that'd cubes because then you'd have like, like weird residue um so i keep an extra one in my storage uh pantry um and exclusively use it to, to freeze these types of things but it's great that is such a good tip i would have never thought that because you know what i've i've heard ice cube trays can be used for wine now uh-huh. i've always known they could be used for water obviously and for actual ice. <laughs> but for coffee, for your iced coffee, always sure. a good use for your excess coffee if you like over, you know, overdo it on your pot that day. Freeze it, make a nice coffee later. But and the other get one is watered down. It's great. No, and it's awesome. And they're so cute and it just makes so much sense. But the other one that I've been reading about is wine as well. People are starting to freeze wine in their ice trays. So I feel like this is there could be a whole thing just around like how many different uses there are for your ice cube trays. And now Mm -hmm. we can add freezing your herbs to the list. And that's exciting. I feel like freezing your wine too, that could be a great way to like if you're not gonna finish off a bottle. Hard to say if that's happening in quarantine world that we're living in. But if you want some frosé, knowing that there's a 90-degree day popping up soon, that sounds like good stuff to me. That's exactly what they were talking about. Like, oh, you didn't finish that one whole bottle of wine. Firstly, shame on you. Secondly, if this is you, we've got a a solution for you. So, um, but that's exciting. And and that's that's actually, that's what I want right now. (laughs) Now that we're in the middle of our heat wave here. Um, so I like that you talk about planning because it is, you know, at my core, the opposite, you know, way mm-hmm. that I do things is, is planning. But I have found that 
I've been spending... So I used to go on a Monday. Now I go on a Saturday. I'm trying out different days of going to the store. But I enjoy... I have a process now where, like, on our fridge, there is a list. And whatever is run out or whatever we need goes on a list on the fridge. And then... I take that list and then organize that list by section of the grocery store. But in Mm -hmm. addition to that, I'm also looking up recipes and seeing like what makes sense for us that week. So I have been doing a little bit more planning and it has helped like calm my brain down because I've never really loved the grocery store, but even more now, it just, it takes a lot of energy for me to gear up to go at this point. For sure. Um, I always feel very accomplished when it's done, but like the mental gymnastics I go through to get there is insane. But the planning is, it's its like with anything. It takes one whole thing off your plate that doesn't have to be there anymore, and you just roll through the aisles and get what you need. And it has really helped my ability to at least just be aware of what, what I have. And um, I have an overbuying problem usually. Mm-hmm. Um, but this has really, really helped. I've slipped a couple times when I thought like we might need 16 extra cans of chickpeas, but I've gotten much better at this point where the planning has like severely helped that process. Oh yeah. So I like all of these, these planning tips on like, what can you make with one thing that can actually be made with like three other dishes Mm -hmm. and making sure you're planning around that. Yeah. I think... Um, And the way that I like to think about the planning process, too, is to focus on the pantry items and freezer items first so that Mm -hmm. you can, um, especially now in the circumstances we're in, not overbuying, like particularly thinking about stuff that's going to last, like if you're going to stock up on produce and things like that. Obviously, the farmer's market is great for that. There's like different types of produce boxes that you can you can buy but I like to think about like okay here's what I have in the pantry what do I need to make a dish to enhance this this thing and it allows you to get super creative um and make some really great dishes that you might not think to make on a regular basis or if you're just like oh yeah we're like a like we always just have chicken all the time it's in the fridge and like there's a reality where certain things are going to be out of stock so you have to think about like how can I get creative with my proteins for the week and like if I'm going to make a rice dish could I pair this with beans and some leftover uh things that I have in the freezer and in my world a lot of that is like fun just like throw whatever you have like the kitchen sink style, everything but the kitchen sink style dishes. So go-tos for me are nachos and taco skillets. I always, always, always have taco shells on hand and chips on hand. Um, And so you can pile in things like leftover rice, roasted vegetables, where you have like, because there's certain things that we'll make and I have like three asparagus sprigs left over. And I'm like, what am I going to make with this? <laughs> and so you chop all those things up and kind of mix and match the flavors and mix it with taco seasoning or cumin and chili powder and then um, kind of get that going in the skillet and then top it with whatever cheese you have on hand or just eat it as is if you're not a cheese eater. Um, and it's so, so good. And it's like packed with vegetables, packed with protein, packed with like all this good, delicious, flavorful stuff that like lasts for the week too you'll make a skillet and then you have it for like three lunches that week too which is amazing um so I love those kind of things where you can kind of like toss stuff in and like use up whatever you have on hand 
Um, obviously pasta bakes are also great for that. Um, I think when I think about stuff that's about to go bad, I think about like, okay, how can I, what can I do with this? I don't have a plan or like we're having something else for dinner tonight. Let me, while I'm prepping, let me roast this and then I'll freeze it. And I've done that with like caramelized onions, roasted peppers, potatoes, sweet potatoes. All of those things are great for that. And you have it in the freezer, it's in a container, airlocked, whatever, and you can pull it out and throw it into dishes. Like if you're gonna make that taco skillet, you're like, ah, I've got sweet potatoes on hand. This tastes delicious. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you think about just like thinking about flavor combos or like how do I get the most use out of this? Because sometimes like you're like, I bought these peppers because I was in the mood for stuffed peppers and now I don't want to make them or that sounds disgusting to me right now. So, because that happens. That happens I'm a like, lot. So over this. <laughs> or you're just like, I don't want to plan anymore. Like, I'm over planning, but you still have stuff that you're like, oh, wait, but I planned for that at one point. So now I need to make sure it doesn't go bad. Yeah. And especially if we're buying like bulk stuff too. Like, I did that yeah. with like, that's why this, I'm inspired by this because I did, I bought a bunch of peppers and I'm like, I never eat peppers. Why, why did I do this? Like, what was I See, thinking? Peppers like panic me, buy. <laughs> well, and like, I totally panic buy. And peppers to me are one of those veggies that I'm like, I know I like these and I know that they go in a bunch of stuff. And so you do, you just naturally buy a lot of them because you're like, I'll definitely use these and I don't, I don't want to run out. But the, like, the reality is like your brain at some points is just like, either I'm over peppers right now or I have no intention of cooking. So now what do we do with these? Mm-hmm. So I like these tips. Yeah. Um, I have a recent example of where I had a couple tomatoes starting to go bad and I didn't want them to go to waste. Um, And so I realized that I was like, I just made pesto. So I used up all my basil. I didn't think ahead, son of a bee. And I was like, wait a second, why don't I just put some of the pesto in with the tomatoes and the onion and the salt and pepper and all that and still get that basil flavor and it was perfect. Mm-hmm. And so like one of those things where you're like, I have toasted baguettes or like crackers that I can put this on. Um, and it's a perfect, we, our house, we always have stock for uh, making a cheese board at a moment's notice. So it's like one of those things that just adds like a little bit of freshness um, and some, some veg. Uh, elements. And so I was super pumped to be able to try that. It's obviously not like the traditional way in which you would make bruschetta, but it still had the flavor profile that I was going for and delicious. Right. So sometimes you just like, mix it up. You have to like almost step back. It's like art when you are up close to it and it looks like a mess, but then you walk away from it and you're like, oh, that's a full painting that I can appreciate. It's like mm-hmm. you just need to back up from the individual ingredients and remember what you like and not let it overwhelm you and then get to work. And that's what I like is is there are definitely days where the challenge aspect to me is really exciting. And those are usually days that I am not super tired or not overwhelmed by the world. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I'm feeling like I can like attack my kitchen with abandon and or without abandon. I don't even know what that phrase is. Whichever. I feel like I can really come at it strong. But there are just as many days where I feel like I get really overwhelmed by thinking about what's in my kitchen, but also not 
wanting to call for takeout just because, again, like, I bought all this stuff. I'm not doubling down on spending money right now, so I want to use it all up. Um, And so if you're like me and there are moments where you're like, I'm not sure what flavors go together based on what I have, or I have no idea what to do with this random thing that was a really good idea when I bought it, there are some places that I go to regularly and search by ingredient on these blogs. For sure. That I, yeah, that are just really helpful. And even if it's not the perfect thing, you can almost, like, because I know you can, like, get down in the kitchen and do some ad-libbing. I'm not necessarily really that good at that. But even when it's not something I love, I can kind of be like, well, what if I just, like, tweak this a little bit? And I'm getting a, a, a bit more comfortable with doing that. So some of the places I'll go to look by ingredient are Smitten Kitchen, which we love, Bon Appetit, Food 52, Skinny Taste is a good one. And these are places that you can just search by the thing that you have and they will come up with a million options for you. And then your job is actually, and I find this more fun sometimes, is to then look through all these recipes and be like, oh, this sounds really good for tonight or this sounds really good for a couple days from now. So you don't have to put the pressure on of if like knowing what goes together isn't necessarily your thing. You can you have other options. It doesn't have to be like an all or nothing situation. Oh yeah. I definitely will do that too, where it's like, I have a bunch of these ingredients, but I don't know how they all go together. And it's, for me, that's like a fun activity to, to think about cool ways to think of things. And sometimes like, I'll just go through like Smitten Kitchen recently shared something with like goat cheese and asparagus and peas and pasta. And I was like, I know eventually I'm going to have all these things on hand. I definitely should have this bookmarked as a future meal prep backup idea. Um, But I also, one of my like most common Google searches (laughs) is what can I substitute for X, Y, and Z? Oh yeah, for sure. (laughs) So, So often and mostly with spices for me, but definitely with like other veggies or a grain or but spices for sure I'm like what else can be in place of this because Mm -hmm. I definitely don't have that (laughs) there are certain things that like are fundamental like especially if you're baking like you gotta pretty much stick to that that set of ingredients but like you can use sour cream instead of Greek yogurt and you can use this type of cheese instead of this type of cheese and apparently I'm only giving dairy examples (laughs) (laughs) but like thinking about things that have similar flavor profiles that's like such an easy swap where you're like I know I have this this and this on hand in my fridge I can definitely make this work Mm -hmm. um and I, I feel like that like sometimes it's about texture sometimes it's about flavor um But as you get more comfortable in the kitchen, you can kind of mix and match and play with those things. But until then, Google is your greatest friend, for sure. Oh, yeah. thousand percent. Um, I think also, as we're thinking about, like, how to make these strategies work, um, for me, it's about having some staple pantry items at all times. Like, there are certain things that, like, no matter what, it has to be in my fridge or in my pantry or in my freezer. Um, And it's been especially helpful during uh, these quarantine vibes of us uh, hitting the grocery store a little bit less often. Um, But you will never find me without some type of pasta. Usually it's Mm -hmm. spaghetti because my fallback is always a marinara sauce or a a bolognese um, because I always have those things in my freezer. Um, As I've mentioned before, we bought a chest freezer at at this point like a year or two ago. I don't know. But it was the best investment 
of all time because now we have the space to store extra things and it's been like my my go-to um i always have uh parmesan on hand so that i can make some kind of pasta sauce no matter what i have a backup cacio e pepe ready to go at all times Mm -hmm. (laughs) um that said also polenta is great to have because you can just make polenta and a fried egg dinner done set (laughs) um i love also to have uh breadcrumbs on hand you can bread any kind of meat you can make meatballs it's great um for more of like the asian flavored dishes i like uh chili garlic sauce or sambal um, and you mix that with soy sauce and fresh ginger, which will keep in your freezer forever. So like buy a big chunk of it and just store it in your freezer and then you can just grate it right from the freezer and it's perfect. And a little cornstarch and then you can, that's ends up, you put that in a pan, let it thicken and it's a perfect sauce for fish, shrimp, chicken, serve it over rice. You're good to go. Like there's so many things that are just like pair it with some kind of starchy thing and you're set. <laughs> you're good to go. Um, I know, Sid, you were saying that you maybe overdid it on the chickpeas, but having anything canned is like mm-hmm. so ideal. For me, my go-tos are black beans, artichokes, and crushed tomatoes. I wouldn't necessarily combine all of those together, but for things that I make pretty consistently, um, I do soups all the time. I love to just like have spinach artichoke dip on the reg. Um, salsas, sauces... Um, you can take spinach artichoke dip and put it on like ciabatta or a pizza. So good. Spinach artichoke pasta. I use crushed tomatoes to make marinara sauce. Um, you can use it for salsa. That enchilada sauce that I mentioned that I froze. Really good, really easy. Um, and also tomato soup. I found like this really amazing tomato soup recipe that uses canned tomatoes and it's perfect. Um, and then black beans for us, that's usually our go-to uh, bean of choice. Um, and we put it in all sorts of Mexican dishes. I like to make um, black bean refried beans. Mm-hmm. Um, cumin, salt, pepper, a little bit of butter, a little bit of water. Reduce that. Smash them a little bit. So freaking good. And then add some mozzarella cheese or Monterey Jack. And then they're cheesy beans. And you can dip chips into it. It's perfect. So um. all of those uh, all of those things are really handy. Um, from a frozen perspective, frozen spinach and broccoli are always ideal to have. I'll put frozen spinach on pizzas, um, toss it in frittatas or egg cups, pasta bakes. I put broccoli and mac and cheese to not feel bad about myself when I eat that every week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, like anything that like having like a top notch freezer list of things that you can like throw in the freezer, like pestos and sauces, frozen frozen shrimp for me are amazing because they you can thaw those in like minutes. Mm -hmm. It's perf. So there's so many things that you can make. Um, with stuff that you have on hand, sometimes it just takes like a little bit of planning or just like, let me assess what's like that beat, taking the beat of like, Hey, I have this list, the inventory, I took the tips from Bon Appetit and now I know what I have. And you can like create lists of things to meal plan off of that. And it can be so helpful to just like get in the mix and 
not let things go to waste because that's such a bummer. Right. And it's making sure like you are, it's like with everything we've talked about in the past around budgeting or anything that we want to be a little bit more disciplined about. Once you do the work, the payout is so satisfying because you've saved yourself a headache in the long run. You've saved yourself money in the long run. And all of these things also have a lot of wiggle room, especially what you mentioned. Like there's a lot of places to go and they don't have to be the most involved meal and they don't have to be like you know the one out of that cookbook you never touch because it's so difficult like it Mm -hmm. can be you can have a really good meal and a really healthy meal or a really satisfying meal or all of the above without having it be a big to do and I think that's what's really exciting about like this whole episode is really thinking about um, what is doable and not overdoing it and not overthinking it um And that's exciting to kind of like take that power back because I think for a long time I gave my kitchen the power and Mm -hmm. I I control the kitchen. Like it does not control me. No way. So all of these tips are really helpful in making sure that like when you walk in there, you feel confident and you feel capable um, and all of these things allow us to feel that way. Um, If you are kind of at phase one of your stocking mission, which I definitely was at one point, definitely at the beginning of quarantine, I impulse bought very insane things that I am not proud of but (laughs) well also when uh, there's like nothing on the shelves and you're like I definitely need this weird nut butter that I'll never use in my life ever right right you're (laughs) panic buying because you're just like this is the only thing left so I'm just gonna get it in case somebody else needs it I just want to make sure I have it Um, So I think we're all kind of in that headspace of not thinking clearly and thinking more in like survival mode, um, which isn't necessarily helpful when we also don't eat any of the things that we bought. So if you're just at like this, what do I even put in my pantry slash freezer freezer slash fridge? There's a list from Wit and Delight that is super helpful. Not, I mean, and obviously like I looked at this list, I don't have everything on this list, but it's like what you talked about, Bron, with like, what are the basics that you enjoy? Enjoy eating mm-hmm. that you know are going to be there if you're in a pinch or if you've bought like something special you already have the other stuff on hand like there's some stuff that you just keep in your vicinity to make sure that like you buy it once and you probably won't have to buy it again for quite some time oh, so yeah. I think this list is really really helpful for that as well as like when you're restocking and like I talked about with what we mark on the list on our fridge it's like okay we finally ran out of our dry pasta let's make sure we have at least two boxes so we have like a backup box when we make something else so it's just like smart thinking and the planning doesn't have to be like day by day and super in depth but like you said like if you're double batching a thing you'll have at least one backup and if you're making a pasta dish there's a good chance you're going to have lunch for the next couple days Mm -hmm. so just taking like the stress out of it like everything we talk about is such a huge part of all of this um i think think i'm gonna make that broccoli mac and cheese recipe for dinner tonight there you go see just inspired all the time um i think you know thinking about christina's article i appreciated how excited she was about this spreadsheet (laughs) and how excited she seemed to be about the prospect of organizing her life in in what feels like a small way but makes such a big impact and so it takes time to put your list together and figure out what you need and figure out what you have and it it definitely is um, a time commitment but once you're there 
you just feel like, okay, I have a handle on what I want to do next. And again, with that lack of overbuying and um, not having more than what we need, especially because there are a lot of people that need a lot of things right now. And if we're not contributing to the problem of having like a stockpile of chickpeas in our pantry, then we're doing pretty okay. So just making sure like at this point, where we are, the grocery store is still open. And at this point where we are, they still have chickpeas every single time I go. So (laughs) I don't need to get all of those cans. And keeping that in mind, I think is really helpful in helping us kind of be part of the solution versus part of the problem as well. Um, And it just feels good to like, make sure that big meals aren't the priority right now. At least for me, it's been really helpful for my mental capacity to just be like, it doesn't have to be a thing. It can just be like, let me go to Smitten Kitchen and see what she would use chickpeas for. And all of a sudden there's dinner and it didn't have to be um, half a day's work. So I think just keeping that in mind with all of this is um, a big reason where you can take back your control and also accomplish something and feel really good about it. And I feel like it's really helpful too to think about like what are the things that A, are convenient for me to make consistently. Like the, the other thing is like we're in our homes and you want to start thinking about like how do I make this dinner making process a little bit easier. So for us, it's a lot of like what are the favorite things that we like to eat all the time. Like I always want to have something for pizza on hand. We love tacos. Any kind of we'll throw whatever together but like having some of those staples on your grocery list consistently is really helpful because then you can kind of you're like we're gonna have some kind of taco Mm -hmm. whatever it ends up being it's gonna be great so like thinking about mexican dishes or chinese dishes that you make all the time like for us we love thai food and um and mexican food and italian food so like having staple ingredients and starting to plan that out like basing off the the staple list that went and delight shared that it's so helpful to know like these are the things that we're going to make on a regular basis do i have what i need to do that Right. And I think, you know, you make a good point about the fact that you have your husband to, to like work together through all of this. Like I have Doug where I can say like, what are you interested in this week? Like, what do you want? But I think even if you are solo living, there's a good opportunity to like connect with the people around you too. Like, are there people that you're still talking to on a regular basis that you can be like, Hey, I'm buying all this stuff this week. Do you want to like split a pasta bake? Or if you're cooking tonight, I'll cook the next night and like have it be an opportunity to like exchange a meal with someone as well at like a social distance while also being safe and all of that good stuff. Like there's a, I mean, we've always talked about the community aspect of food and how important that is to like who we are as people. Mm -hmm. And for us right now, like we have people that we can like jive off of and be like, what are you feeling this week? What are you interested in? But I don't think that door is totally shut if you don't have a person that you're living with. Like help this be another opportunity for like the accountability factor of you're cleaning out your fridge or your pantry or whatever, or you're stocking your fridge or your pantry, or you want to share food with someone who you enjoy. It's like, there's still an opportunity to do this. And that makes this process even that much more fun, which we always find like having an accountability partner for anything makes everything more fun. Um, So keep that in mind too. Like you don't have to do this solo. You can do this with a person, even if you are living alone or living with a roommate that seems like they're never there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and if you need ideas and you're like, I have X, Y, and Z, like, send us a DM on Instagram because I love, I love to think of. Let's be honest, flavor. You should combos. send 
Brianna on Instagram. <laughs> you can find Brianna at BM Banford, B A N F O R D. And she will help you with your flavor profiles. She is your go-to. I guarantee if you send it to the QS page, I will just be sending it to her. <laughs> so I, got I you think guys. that this is a really good opportunity. Brianna has like a ton of expertise and really loves this stuff, as you could tell by all of the fun opportunities and tips and everything that she shared. So I think, I mean, I use you all the time. You sent me that New York Times cooking, like roasting one pager, like how long to roast all your veggies for. And I'm always texting you like, hey, so I've got a thing and I'm not sure how to use it. So you have always been a great resource for me. So I think everybody should hit you up. Yeah. Remember, veggies, 425. Roast them, 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Perfect. And you're good to go. Do a little toss halfway through. You're good. You're good to go. That was the one thing that I was most intimidated by and now am the most excited about. So <laughs> people can change. <laughs> yeah. And if you've got good spices and, and good stuff in your pantry, you are set. So I'm excited that you were inspired by Christina and Bon Appetit to start an inventory list. And uh, I have like a weird version of that, but I feel like it might be better suited for a spreadsheet. So I'm going to I'm going to dive right into that. Check it on out. There you go. We'll link to it in show notes for our next steps. As well as all of our uh, hot tip links from resources we love in the community. Um, But let us know how how it goes and and, uh, hit us up on at queen underscore speaking on Instagram. and, And we'll keep the convo moving. We sure will. Shall we break? Let's break.